This the original Dom Kennedy. Come on, man, this is Larry Jr. And right now, I'm kicking it with my boy, Joe Corneo, right here on the Yada Yada Podcast. You know I'm fucking with the Yada Yada Podcast. OPM till it's over. Westside get the money. Then you know we go do numbers, man. Good job, Yada Yada. Put your Yada Yada over the best part. And welcome to 2024. It is the first episode of the new year of the world's most dangerous podcast, the Yada Yada Podcast. It's the kid Joe Cornell. My name is Alex. That's I'm, ooh, that's right. I'm still working on the intro. I don't have a. <laughs> it's the kid <laughs> Alex Hyphy. Yeah, I, that works. Formerly known I as like how you said we was dangerous though. <laughs> <laughs> The most dangerous <laughs> in the fuck with us. Right. But please don't. You don't want that. We don't. We, nobody wants those problems. Specifically you. I've seen Joe angry. So scary. It's not a great sight for nobody. Horrifying. He turns red. You know, but hey, we not mad today. We happy. We glad. Bitch, it's the first podcast of the new year. We in the building, man. It's the kid Joe Cornell, our man Alex. And of course, who we got behind the camera? It's Nelson. Nelson! We'll get a bomb and a round of applause one time for Nelson. Man, we are all here. We in the building, gentlemen. It's a big day for Kansas City. The Chiefs are complaining today. How we how we feeling? I feel good. I feel good. We're taking on the Bills. Road game. Road game. We're in Buffalo. Yeah. You know, I but we played in fucking sub zero temperatures and whooped ass. Yeah. And uh, you know, Josh Allen gonna show up. It's gonna be a tough game. Is he game, though? But which I, which Josh Allen's gonna show up today? I guess we'll see at five thirty. But we can't sleep on the Bills. You know, you gotta respect it. Yeah. You can't walk in there and think it's gonna be a breeze. Yeah, ain't no Drew Brees there. Benny the Butcher is probably putting put a hit out on Mahomes or something. <laughs> hey, it's, it's real question is Taylor Swift gonna tap in with Benny the Butcher when she lands in Buffalo? You got to, of course. You know, pay your she got pay to. your she respects. Gotta check in. You know what I'm saying? Got pay to. your respects. Hey, look, she ain't pretty. T Swizzle, we gotta respect Benny and them. That's all. That's I'm just saying. how it goes. You gotta you just got respect. There's a bigger culture. Hey, Buffalo. There's a bigger cultural play here than than you may go, understand. Go say what's up to Gun. Go say what's up. Pay to homage. Benny. It'll be good. You know what I'm saying? Everybody will be happy. Connections. That's all we're trying to build. Connections. That's all. I'll say this about the game. I'm ready to be the villain, nigga. The villain for who? Football, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to be the villain, nigga. I'm ready to take these niggas candy. They, how many times we took their candy? So much. I'm ready to take it again, nigga, in their hometown. <laughs> all on. this disrespect last year, talking about Burrowhead. That nigga's still nice to you. Hey. Fuck Josh Allen. Fuck Buffalo. I fuck with Benny and all them. Don't come after me. <laughs> I like how we drew the line at Griselda. Yeah. We I mean it's a music podcast. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We 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 know boundaries and respect. Fuck New York. No, just <laughs> we, love, we love you, Joe Budden. All right. Yeah, we love you, Joe Budden. I think it's New Jersey, man. Oh right, yeah. That's a little different. That's a little dirtier. Yeah. That's a little nastier. Are we judging New Jersey? Definitely. <laughs> I've never even, I've never even been. It's the mistake by the lake, but only in New York. Have you seen that video where, <laughs> where the, the New Jersey niggas, it was like a whole group of them, and they said, Chief Keith, you're not good over here, homie. Your music don't sell here no more. You're not good in my city. Because uh, the like, we're going to blow New Jersey the up. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I've never heard a rapper threaten to blow up a whole city until Finito. That was great. Fucking state, bro. It was hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> it was hyperbole. He was Old talking state, about the niggas bro. he was beefing with in New Jersey. Yeah, but you know, he just said since y'all all But they there, took it personally. Yeah. Blow New Jersey up. That's when niggas. That's a you just Batman gotta, threat. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Niggas name, a joker, man. Name three good things that... Came from New Jersey. All right, I got you. Sopranos. I'll see. Sopranos, see, I know. Yeah. So drop a bomb for that one. Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The New Jersey Nets. Shout R- out Jason. River said Lauren Hill. What the fuck? Lauren this Hill. nigga said the Nets. Hey, the what? Nets don't really count. The New Jersey Nets. This nigga no, said not, the Nets. We're not talking Brooklyn. We're talking New Jersey. Is, Dr. J. Is J. Kid from New Jersey? No, no. Then that, you, that don't count. <laughs> I just realized he was black like maybe three years ago. For real? Jason Kidd is black, yes. Yeah. He's, he's, Have you seen his dad? Wait, no. I'm saying for real that you're just not Oh, real. okay, okay. okay. <laughs> no, for real. No. Hey, I got a theory about that, though. I don't want to say it on my... Yeah, let's, but, yeah. Yeah. let's talk say, about it later. Yeah. <laughs> black people can make white people. White people can never make black people. That's why we're better. 
That's what I was saying. Message. Topic. Yeah, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that's just like a part I'm excluded from. Like okay. I don't I don't know how to speak on that. No, but black people can't make white people. But white they, they can't go backward. They can't So what's Patrick Mahomes doing? Uh holding I don't it down. Know. He's here. He's here. Ah, see how see how it changes up when we mention his quarterback. All right, I see how you get down. His quarterback. This nigga's from Kansas City. Listen That's to your how quarterback. listen to how this man talks. I don't watch football, so hey, I can't. Hey y'all, blame. when we was watching the, I watched the Houston's game, <laughs> the Houston <laughs> first Chiefs game with Joe, and I never seen him change so fast. I never seen him change into a Chief fan <laughs> so fast. When? Don't act like you don't remember this. We was at Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe was just hating the whole time, throwing subs and throwing shots at the Chiefs, right? See, look, it's, it's been years, and I, I feel like now is the time to do this. And they did them. You got saved by the bell. You're right. I'm, I still got the fire. All right, yeah. <laughs> you sat there and you hated on them Chiefs the whole game. I mean, like- and then they did the impossible. That and was you that, was astonished. That was that game. And you was proud to be from Kansas City. <laughs> hey, they did that thing. What, look, he got this blue on. What? It's a swan shirt. It's a swan shirt. Hey, shout out swan. <laughs> but it's blue. And it's Sunday, bro. And we this played a so motherfucking disrespectful, bro. Listen, I'm dog, not I don't know nobody it, like, on the Chiefs personally, so I don't claim that team like they're mine. Like, I don't own a proportion. I don't get make money off the Chiefs. I don't really benefit from them in any way other than y'all being happy. So, like, that's what it is. You know, we made made money off. See, you tell somebody you don't watch the Chiefs. Oh, you hate Kansas City? Like, you can't just not watch football? Shut up, See, you all I mean? Shut the fuck up. What are we doing here? not having that shit. Well, I saw you football fans are crazy. Hey, he still, look, look, now he's not a football fan. I'm not. I don't watch any football. What y'all do for the game? I, I enjoy my Sunday. I don't stress out. I don't play parlays. I don't watch football games. Fuck parlays, hey, look, don't, don't. <laughs> I don't gamble. I don't do parlays none of that. Parlays is kind of wild. I don't, I don't do nothing involving football Bro, my Sundays. fucking friends, they be gambling, right, doing the whole sports betting. But these niggas, they're clearly addicted, bro. These niggas be betting four to win eight. It's like, nigga, if you need $8, like, I can give you $8. <laughs> yeah. you, don't to, you don't have to you don't. put your money on the line, right? <laughs> I Not, can get it to you right now. You want me to cash up the team? I can, I can give you cash. I can give you a 10 right now. Why the fuck are you gambling $4 bets. to make 8 They bought the legalize it in, in Missouri, too. They Actually, are? the Royals and the Chiefs are advocating for it. Of course they are. Yeah, because, you know. It helps with ratings. No, it just helps with making more money for the Chiefs and the Royals. Yeah, but that's ratings. And then also, you know, ratings, gambling addictions, degeneracy, you know, it's all all, right. all so a play. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to make football about degenerates and spin this narrative. Hey, listen, dog. So how's your 2024? I'm not going to be jumping through How the is your today? 2024 going, Joe? My 2024 is actually phenomenal. I feel unstoppable. I feel powerful. I really put that shit on every day this year. Ooh. This is great. Uh, I, I'm just happy about the new year so far. I've, I've loved everything we do. We just dropped the production with a shine. Ah, yada yada presents a shine. Bomb one time for that. You know what I'm saying? First production of the year, first podcast. It's been a good week. Ooh, it's been, it's been a real good week, man. So I feel really good. I feel really great. How about you? I feel good, man. Doing well. It's been cold as fuck. The past yeah, that's too. the only. But it ain't really that much snow on the ground, so I'm like. It's manageable. Grateful, grateful for a hot car. Yeah. Grateful for this nice ass QT. That only May Mob, Mob made for May Mob. Pioneers jacket. <laughs> no. Very exclusive. Only my only May yeah. Mob workers and pioneers got that jacket. Yeah. You can't buy that. Only fifty of them. That's so actually. If y'all want one, y'all got to press QT. Because you know we could make some more. But hit hit the QT people's about. Members only. That's been my favorite part about coming to May Mob the last couple times, just seeing you guys all wear exclusive shit that only you guys have. Hey, shout out to guys, you know. <laughs> shout out Jesse. Jesse be getting all the fucking samples in the world. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, shout out y'all, Miles y'all, Ezra. Yeah, y'all been putting that shit Changing on, Changing the space. The, the my young boys mm-hmm. running the The shop, youngins. You know? Yeah. You know? Good people. Very talented individuals. Yeah. Know? Ezra got the shot for us. He did. Ezra that, yeah. took the picture for Ashan's cover art. Hey, man, drop a bomb for Ezra. One time for Ezra, the menace. He didn't take any other pictures outside of that one. <laughs> Just that one. Just that one picture. That's all we need. Quality over quantity. And if you got one, and that's an S+, plus, you know, because we're using the Japanese rating scale. Oh, that's right. 
S plus, you know, plus ultra. You heard me? On your bitch ass. On ultra plus bitch. plus ultra. On you heard that? Bitch. You, heard you know it. what I'm saying? So, Andre, how you, how your 2024 going? You in a relationship now? Hey. See how <laughs> y'all was See just talking about where was the hoes at? <laughs> no, we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> we're, I was saying where's Joe's red at? Maybe uh, you heard Joe's as hoes, but I wasn't doing that. He acting like no, I'm just joking. No, 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 I feel like I uh, take pride in just doing grown shit now. And just like, uh, I had my dog move in with me now. First night, last night. How was it? He's chilling, bro. He understands me. He understands me. <laughs> go over there and lay down. Nigga, take his bone and go lay down. So, new money's coming in. You can't complain about that. And uh, things are good, bro. That's Saber's good. back. Saber's back. One time for Saber. Saber's back. For Saber, man. They back in the building. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Um, the media's back. Depending on how I'm feeling, I might drop what we, you know, feeling for the theme. Sion already knows. I already talked to him. But yeah, so you got a theme already executed for? Yeah, I already have this an next idea. drop. Yes, yep. like magazine. It's the last magazine. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Can change. I write in it? Yeah. Fuck it. I'll just tell y'all right now. All right. All right. We here. We here. All right. All right. All right. It's a word exclusive. All right. All right. All right. So uh, the next issue is going to be surrounded by or focused on. Forgiveness. Yo. Mm. So I want to do this crazy project where I ask people, like, when you've, like, forgiven someone who maybe didn't even deserve it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just, like, juxtapose all their stories. Yeah. In terms of artists, like, when have you gotten screwed over by somebody? Um, in terms of, like, some family health shit. Like, shit is all relative. So, uh, yeah, Ooh. forgiveness. Saber 9. That's nice, dog. I just forgave my ex. That's pretty tight. <laughs> this nigga is a savage, Dang. bro. This nigga is a savage. <laughs> you know, forgiveness savage. wouldn't have said that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> forgiveness wouldn't have even brought it up. We were talking about that. Because forgiveness is for you, though. You know? Perfect. See, like oh, yeah. I got some for that. I think I'm definitely, like, in a forgiveness space in my life. And I think that is, like, a... You know, that's taking back power is what forgiveness is. It's like, all right, what your actions don't control me, and I will, uh, you know, I'm no longer going to be hurt by this. Mm -hmm. It's for me. You know, I, I, I wash my hands of this. I choose me. Hey. Message. Message. You already know. I choose there, me. You know what I'm saying? We were there. But hey, we had a we had a nice start to the year as a podcast. We dropped a new intro for our visuals. Yeah, well, and, tell uh, us what y'all think in the comments. Yeah, man, we dropped that. You know, nice little video to introduce a new beginning for our visuals. Shout out Ryan. Shout out Ryan Jenga. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Jenga. Question mark. I just want to make sure I say his last name correctly because I don't want to botch it and like. We'll put know. it on the screen, right? <laughs> yeah. <now>. Yeah. <laughs> Jenga. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he shot it, man. Shout out to him. We shot that while uh, we were just shooting Shea Lyrics production for Yada Yada. So we did that in between. That was pretty cool. I'm very happy how it turned out. Yeah, it was cool. And uh, Joe Budden saw it. He did. He did. The pod father himself saw the I'm saw not going to lie. I forgot that that even happened. <laughs> <laughs> what, that you said fuck Joe Budden? Yes. <laughs> but, right. Hey, it's all right. At least we were on the radar. Yeah. That's good. That's always cool. It'll be all right. Yeah, so, you know, Joe Maybe. Button knows we exist. We're out there. We're now what? We're coming for you, Joe. Hey. In a friendly manner, of course. He's going to grill us in an interview one day. So, fuck but me, But I, huh? I don't really got that. <laughs> I feel like Joe won't say nothing until it's, like, until you're past him. Hopefully we just talk about it. we have a Joe. <laughs> in, right. in person. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Type shit. Yeah. Not publicly. Maybe you you could handle the public, like. You don't want to go on the Joe Button podcast? I do not. And talk to Ice and all them? I mean, Freeze? in the right setting, in the right conditions. <laughs> I think I think you and Queens would be a funny interaction. You and Flip? Maybe. <laughs> I fuck with him, bro. I love Flip. Flip really changed the dynamic of that pod. He had, like, a nice character to it. It, it would be cool. Yeah. Just I like, would definitely would want to interview Joe Budden. You would? And, yeah, just talk to him about, like, him being, like, an icon in hip-hop. And just how he, he transitioned from being a rapper to being, like, 
you know, just an outlet. It's kind of like how uh, football players become analysts and shit. Yeah. It's legit. That's fire. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's just like tight. the second half of their careers. And we wouldn't honestly be doing a podcast if it wasn't for, like, the Joe Budden podcast. Yeah, like, truthfully, when we first started this, I wasn't listening to any podcast. But then, like, after a few episodes of doing this, I started listening to the Joe Budden podcast. And then I realized how they're kind of similar. Yeah. And it wasn't even intentional. It just happened like that. He was. How like, are they similar, though? Just more so and just, like, what we talk about topic-wise and just how we discuss things. Mm. Uh, I don't th- I would say we talk about music, but we It's d- more like it earlier Joe Budden. I I guess I don't remember like the early days like, like the, that. You should just take it up. I remember the early days. All right. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I got all that. And I did. So, right. early days of Joe Button. All right. Starting <coughs> now. So, I remember the early days of Joe Button when it was just Rory, <coughs> Maul, and Joe. Do that over again. So, I remember the earlier days of Joe Button when it was Rory, Maul, and Joe, and just the kind of banter they would have Parks. amongst each other. Parks. Like, they had a funny banter amongst each other that made it funny to listen to. And I think we have that kind of chemistry. Yeah. I It definitely feels like lighter being on here. Like, I feel like artists, you know, get to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, we still hit all the points and shit like that. Like, you do a great job of doing, like, a professional interview. But it's also just cool to be on here. Yeah, and just talk. A lot of ideas just be happening while we be talking on the pod and shit like that, too. So yeah. It's, like, it's cool. It's been great, man. I'm excited. It's been a it's been a fire start to the year, man. We we two for two so far. We running it up with a Sean's production. We got Joe Budden's attention. Like, goddamn, where can we go from here? Only the moon. Up. Only up. Only up. Well, shout out to the man on the moon. But no, no. Nah, nah, <laughs> he's been losing. You didn't like, like that. You didn't like that segue. No, no. Why? You don't like Cuddy? He's been moving. He's been moving too weird, bro. What's weird? How how are he beefing well, with Lupe? Well, all right, hold on. So they were beefing. But they just squashed it. They just squashed they it. They just squashed well, it. As of when? As of yesterday. What was the beef over? Poopy fiasco. W- Poopy fiasco? Yeah, so, all right, long story short, <laughs> Cuddy and Lupe were good friends. Lupe would always look out for Cuddy whenever you see him and check up on him, see how he's doing. There was a point in time where Cuddy was going through a lot, and Lupe was just pretty much there for him to hold him down when his life was falling apart. And then, do you remember that time when Lupe was giving out verses to his fans? For $500? No. So Lupe was doing this thing on Twitter in like 2014, 15, where he was giving out verses to his fans for $500. Customized, personalized, one-of-one verse that they could buy from him. And Kid Cudi out of nowhere goes like, hey, what's that money going to that you're taking from your fans? And Lupe thought it was a joke, so he responded in the joke. But then Cudi responded in a way that let Lupe know that, oh, you're not joking. Like, you're being serious. But he pretty much said that Lupe was scamming his fans and called him Poopy, Poopy Fiasco. Uh... So ever since then, Lupe was like, well, all right, well, fuck you then. That's the best insult you got, Cuddy? Yeah. God damn. Lupe Fiasco is a lyricist. He yeah. will annihilate Cuddy in a rap beef. So two days ago, Lupe went on a whole Twitter rant. Just explained the back, the origins of their beef and their problems. And Cuddy was also tweeting at the time. And he was like, hey, man, let's talk about this and iron this out because there's no need for us to be fighting like this. I'm so, here for that. So I'm Ivan here for Jasper, healthy conflict. Uh, resolution? Yes. So Ivan Jasper got him on the phone together. They apologized and squashed. Who was Ivan Jasper? He used to be Kanye's barber. Okay. And is now Cuddy's barber. What the fuck? How do you know this shit, Joe? This is what? Like, this is public <laughs> knowledge. Yeah. Sion said, "Why he matter?" <laughs> He's part of that crew, like Don C, Virgil, and I met Ivan Don Jasper. C. Huh? I met Don C. That's right, Complex Con. Mall of America. Mall of America. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota. It was during uh, the Super Bowl weekend when they had it up there. Oh, that's fire. Yeah. Dope. That shit was fire. Don I'm C. Like, Don C, right? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, in that deep-ass Chicago. No. I'm never posting that photo. I was cheesing too hard, and my fit was bumming. Don C! Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I was like. He was stepping on you? Yeah. I, no, I was I was dressed too bummy. Hold on. Let me uh stop right They get the tea. 
you know, before the before there was therapists, it was barbers. Right. <laughs> you know, back in my day, we used to just go to the barber and solve all our problems. Right. Squ squash it out in front of everybody. I tell you, I tell you what, checker Fred, play checkers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no cap. Shit, didn't even didn't, didn't even, even know he was from. Didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> oh, so that's how he got locked up. Oh, yo, bipping is crazy. You watch Channel Five? Shout out Channel Five, KCTV Five News. Okay, perfect. Now it's not gonna stop anymore. I just had to delete the old video off the SD card. Okay. okay. Um, I just noticed what was the problem. Okay. okay, so we're all good. Um, Where were we at? We were at uh, Boupe Fiasco. Boupe Fiasco. Oh, yeah, Ivan Jasper. Ivan Jasper. Yeah, okay. Channel 5, the, you know the, what I'm talking the, about? The dude who used to do uh, quarter, uh, uh, yeah, uh, quarter confessions. All right. What the hell? Yeah, and then, uh, you know, you've heard Paris Tokyo, right? Yes. Let's take a trip to Paris. Remember, he says, I get fly Let's as go to Ivan sleep in Jasper. Paris and wake up in Tokyo. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, one. so that's Ivan Jasper. I like Kick Push more than Tokyo shit. But, uh, you mean the Paris cool? Tex or uh, whatever. So Tokyo. you like the cool better? Or you like food and liquor better than the cool? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of tough. There. I, bro, Lupe was my favorite uh, rapper for a long time. Bro. I think I like the cool Same. better. After Daydreaming, I was like, okay, this Daydream, dude is yeah. nice. And then I didn't even realize he had the connection with uh, Kanye. Because I, I got into Kanye like later. Like, I had like his hits. Uh, I, see, I, didn't, I, heard, I didn't dive into his discography until high school. That's how I found Lupe was through Kanye. Because they mm. did Touch the Sky. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that came out before Kick Push. I think Kick Push came out a year later. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's yeah, how I got yeah. on Lupe. I feel like I, I don't know, maybe, I I feel like I've seen Kick Push before that. Mm -hmm. I used to watch Rap City and shit. Same. So that's where I, that's how I, that's same. my first memory of like uh, Lupe, is the Kick Push video. Yeah, same. Actually, no, yeah, Touch the Sky was the first time I heard him. Yo. I think, I, I think all the blog era rappers are either doing well and adjusting or having midlife crisis. Okay, so, all right, that's a good point. And so then, like, the, the ones like Tyler, who's just, he's, like, the end of the blog rappers, you know. He's succeeding. He's living. So, he's, all he's right. Getting of, like, the social media rappers. Yeah, all he's right. he's doing good. So, with that being said, where does Kid Cudi right now in that spectrum? I think Cudi hasn't really, like, evolved that much for me. He's doing cool shit, like the Intergalactic uh, series. That's cool. Like I love to see him like expand, expand his like uh, range or whatever, but the music has kind of just been like the same to me. It's been kind of stale. Ass. I'm not gonna say ass. ass. Hold on. Where does it, where does ass start and where does it end it for you? With Pause. with, I mean the crack. <laughs> that's where it starts and it. No. Um, <laughs> no. Okay. So with Kid Cudi, it he's had like stop starts where I'm like, I like it. I don't. I like it. I don't. So I didn't like Speeding Bullet. That's obvious. And then the King Wizard Project. Oh, uh, the Indica? Indica. That was good. I and then, that one. Um, I like a few songs. Did you like Satellite Flight? Hmm? Satellite Flight? Yeah. Okay. I like a few songs off Satellite of Satellite Flight of the Moon. Uh, Be uh, Belmont Jeans. or Belmont Jeans. Belmont Jeans. Yeah. That's a good song. Yeah. Rafael right. Sadiq. But like listening to it now, it's like I can only listen to this like at night and like. That's the whole purpose. Having sex, like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, for real, like, that's the vibe you be setting. No, <laughs> throwing that that's the problem. That's the problem. It's too like direct. I feel like Cuddy is for like the rave or the festival. See, that's some a, a little you bit. It's like that. it's like it might be the rave, but it could also be like the weird after party. Yeah, where it's a little dark, like somebody's doing some weird shit in the corner over there. Like, yeah, and I like uh, I like a few songs on Passion Pain. Passion Pain, Demon Slain was fire. 
See, that one was gas. I, I wouldn't say it was fire. I like. I love that. I like album. that album a lot. Got like five good songs. That's you a like good it? album. Okay. I, I think that's a great album. It's fire to me. I think Cuddy be having, he be having too long an album. Yeah. All of them be like twenty songs. And I was like, I just can't. This nigga need I think editor. if he capped out like fifteen, that'd be a good number for him. Because I, I trust him. Even with thirteen, bro. Fifteen deluxe. Yeah. But his albums have always been long. That's what I'm saying. Kid Cudi is just. How many times can we can defend this nigga and be like, What do you? How many? Right, how many years see, is he gonna right. live off of uh, Man on the Moon two, bro? All right, no, it's it's not just Man on the Moon two. It's Man on the Moon one. Kid named Cudi, two. All right, and then we got, him, we got this Kids nigga named mixtapes. It's like it's Kids like if we did this with Drake, right? I, I'm not even a Drake stand like that. But if we did like you know the comeback season, it's like come on, that's bro. not even the same. To kid named Cuddy? I'm not. I'm not saying that's the same. That's not even the same. Bro, all right. We know that you fuck with Cuddy because you posted the prayer on your fucking story uh, just this past week. Yeah. We know that. But I like, mean, who doesn't fuck with the prayer? I love that song. But yeah, it's great. But like, kid, kid named Cuddy is comparable to like comeback season or even nothing was the same nothing. or so far gone. That's yeah, the I'll one say it's more so far gone. So far gone is better. I mean, I'm not arguing that. A kid named what would you say is a classic. It's a classic? It's a, yeah, it's a blog era classic. Yeah. Classic mixtape. Yeah, yeah, Cleveland is my, oh, Cleveland yeah, is Where is the love? And that's a gas. Man plain, on the moon. It's a plain Pat project. Maui Wowie. Yeah, plain Pat, the, what up? Plain Pat, what up? The Cleveland <laughs> is so so far gone, I think. Because it, it's the one, he just, he put out an album next. Yeah. Right? Like the next, the Man on the Moon one after that was the debut album. Yeah. And then he redid it. He redid it though. Just I mean, like, yeah, it was the single. And okay, then, bro. I just don't. I I feel like he just like. It's like toilet paper after you wipe your ass. There's streaks, <laughs> and more often than not, it's ass streaks than. See, I think heavenly. The thing that I think is being consistently like mid. Yeah, and for a minute. Oh, nah, God. here's the thing. I, think, I liked uh, Passion Pain and Demon Slam. That's his so, last. No, Man on the Moon 3 was a great album. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Let's not lie. Let's not lie. And no. Man on the Moon 3 was a great album. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. And are we going to exclude Kids and Ghosts? That came out last year. That don't count. That's a nigga editing his album. When we rely on Kid Cudi to make a project, he does not perform past Indicud. Like, he has Indica. Oh God! Nah, mm? that's crazy. Past Indica, like so. No passion pain. No man on the moon. No kids see ghosts. I said a full body of work, an album. I just gave you two albums. Passion pain, Dean's playing. I got like five songs off that. And judging by our rating earlier, where we said we need to have half the album added at least, that's not a good album then. And then with Man on the Moon 3, I only have one song, and I always skip it. I mean, that's your fault. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say about that. Like, you skip it, not me. There's a few songs on the album that I, I let ride every let's time. Look, let's look. Let's look. All what right. are we doing? Because, like, the first five are fire. Okay, Joe. It's like, what, Another Day, Tequila Shots? She knows. That's the only one I have. Another Day? Uh, what, no, Man, on, Man on the Moon 3? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't listen to that, y'all. I didn't listen to that album. This is uh, Chris Dobbs. It's cracking, y'all. So, nah, nah. The thing is, too, though, it's like there's not as many special moments with Cuddy. Because, like, me, personally, I'll say this as a preface. I'm not even a big Kid Cuddy, like, fan like that. But I recognize, like, where I'm, like, he was obviously influential in these areas. This These albums had a very large impact. Like, so I still respect him and, and, and can give him his flowers in those areas. He got at least three classics. And I say A Kid Named Cuddy, which I don't even, I don't even like that. That mixtape that much. I say in a classic off of impact, off of like what it did for his for his career and for a little bit for the culture even. And then A Man on the Moon one and two, he's got those as classics. Those three are certified classics. But then but then I would say he's got four at least like solid albums that people like in general, like uh, as good. No four, no 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 not four no no not four no hold on not four not four in total. I'm saying he's got he's got seven in total, including the three classics. But I'm saying four other albums other than those. Recent? 
his most recent album. Passion, Pain, and Demon Slayer is the best one. You think Patrick? Yeah, Patrick. In, in recent the best times, recent I'm not counting Kids See Ghosts. Kids See Ghosts, no, Kids See Ghosts is the best one though. If if we counted it, if we not yeah. counted it, then it's the other. But that's like the Kanye effect or whatever. Hold, but it's not right, just the Kanye on, effect because on, they both brought on. each other up. They were right, both in a rut at that point. Time out. Real. Time out. So we're just not gonna count the Kid Cudi album in Kids Ghost because Kanye's on it as well. Kids See Ghost is a group. That's a group. Yeah. So he does half the work. Yeah, but he's not. It's not a Kid Cudi project. It's That's a Kid a Ghost album. project. It's See, this is all we're all talking semantics now. No, it's not semantics. If Kid if Kid Ghost is a a group, Lauryn Hill is not the Fugees. But we're, we're including that in her discography when we no, talk we're about not. Lauryn Hill. No, we're not. So we we're, don't we're including Lauryn Hill albums, not albums that Lauryn Hill is a part don't of. She only got one. Yeah. Yeah. So don't say albums. I mean, it's crazy. She got uh, she the got unplugged the live album. She got the acoustic. And Two. Man, don't bring up no acoustic I'm, shit. I'm, I'm counting <laughs> it. The fuck? Hey, that's gas. <laughs> Hell no. Fuck that shit, bro. All right, but see, huh? You, you said let's look fuck at that Man. shit. You, hold on. So you said let's look at Man on the Moon three, right? I'm looking at it. There's like 13 songs out of 18 that I fuck with. Like I fuck with the first 10. The best songs. I couldn't tell you another shit. Another day. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not the one to we talk about it. Kid Cudi because I like Speeded Bullets. Oh my god. Hey, but I ain't gonna lie. I also was super depressed. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I, Speeding Bullet is almost like how I felt with. Uh, well, I like songs uh, on it. Let me say the, that. The uh, Charlie Gambino record where it's uh, jazzy. Oh, when it's like the funk shit? Yeah. Oh, like, Awaken uh, My Love? Mama. Awaken My Love. Yeah. yeah. Nigga, I heard that shit. I ain't deleted something off my phone so quickly. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of wild. That is crazy. That's, that's how I, I felt. Think, I'm, t- I I'm think comparing feeling. Gamb- I'm, not comparing, I'm not comparing the music. Gambino does uh, the funk shit well, I think. Fuck that shit. But Fuck that album. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would say Insano is better than the last project. Intergalactic? What? Insano, that's a The fuck is Insano? No, I, I didn't album. listen to Intergalactic. <laughs> What's the Oh, you mean Man on the Moon? <laughs> <laughs> it's the yeah, Man another on the album. Moon 3. <laughs> he, dude, he, he said That's the, the only reason we talk about Cuddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He literally just dropped like a, a new album. That's why he had a Zane Lowe interview. I'm like, yeah. Zane Lowe Zane, doing, just, Zane Lowe, just Zane Lowe doing charity out here. Like. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> See, like, act like Cuddy just don't do shit out here. Like, Cuddy just been a bum his whole career. That's, that's not so what I'm crazy. saying. I think, Zane Lowe I think doing, he does cool shit. But see, Zane right. Lowe doing charity, man. See, it's just, I think Cuddy's in such a fascinating position just, like, as a cultural standpoint. Because... It's like you have half the people that are like, nah, Cuddy's great at what he did. And like, even his prime, I wouldn't say Cuddy's in his prime now musically, so my expectations for him aren't as high as they were, like, say, 10 years ago. Nah, he is. He got a song with Yachty and X on the new one. I think, I think Cuddy is. Cuddy, we still gonna have to listen to Cuddy albums. Cause like, kids like Cuddy. Have to? I mean, I mean like, you don't have to do shit, but I'm saying, like, I feel like if we talking about him now, we had a few pods ago where we were talking about Travis Scott, right? Yeah. And we mentioned that he's almost like we had we posed the question as if do kids still care about Travis Scott because they have the Ken Carson's or the what is it? The Destroyed Lonelies? Is that? Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't listen to none of that shit. So um, if uh, Travis Scott is the grandfather the 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 daddy or whatever of them niggas right that lot what is kid cuddy to them is he's that the like he's like if, if like travis a great scott uncle is no nah, he the granddad yeah Cuddy's travis scott is the the father okay you know if we do so it, do niggas care about way. the grandfather that's not my usually question. yes i mean i don't think they do bro. it just depends on who they I are i think they do you do? Yeah. If they're interested in think, the family like, tree. Gen, Gen Z listens to Kid Cudi. Like and Gen Z probably watched Intergalactic, too. I don't know. I don't know. I'm be, uh, he, he's not a... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's not even like the new album's depressing. Like, the new album's, like, intentionally not depressing. Y'all say he be um, uh, mining for emotions? No. No. <laughs> Nah, not at all. What I'm not going to do is, like, try and use emotions as, like, a negative thing. 
because if y'all seen his uh, TED talk, it was really good. Yeah. He talks about mental health. So I think I, I really enjoy what Cuddy stand for. So I think a lot of depressed kids would gravitate towards it, but in a healthy way. He not on the. It's not speeding bullets. No, it's not that I want to dodge it. So that's uh, that's better. Yeah, and that's, or uh, that's like arguably more like heavily more depressing than what Cuddy ever did. Juice World, yeah. Cuddy stands for something. He got a daughter, so I I think he is being mindful of like what his image is, especially now compared to like ten years ago when he really was just like wilding out and just like heavily in that rock star shit when he was just like you know drunk and belligerent out in L.A. That nigga, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The new album. The new album. Yeah. I mean, is the new album good? I didn't know we had to do homework. I would uh, I didn't I mean, know he dropped an album. I ain't gonna so lie, I, I didn't. Done it. I, it's cool. It's cool. Like, I mean, it's better than the last one. This nigga Dom said, but that's not. <laughs> Joe like, made like him I'm holding hostage listening to Kid Cudi, dog. Like, no. y'all made it seem like that. Look, nah, we're always gonna have to listen to a Kid like, Cudi listen. project. <laughs> like, no. I just <laughs> listen, dog. I just, I just, I play what I whatever bag I'm in, and if y'all around when I'm in it, that's is what we in. Stand on it, Joe. Stand on that shit, Joe. Standing on that one. There's a little feistiness in here. All right. What we yeah. Anyway, dude. So Joe be making it, his chest big when that tequila hit. It's the mimosa. It's the mimosa. It's the man mosa. The yeah, man mosa. Man mosa. Wow. Uh, I don't know. I think there's kind of a a trend of like when rappers start to expand or like the being a rapper not that cool no more honestly it's got oversaturated so like uh people want to make films so people are trying to get into film somehow so i think people just losing that that spark with mm-hmm. rap i think it's just the the casual outsider that's just like losing the spark those that love rap still make it look cool to me because I mean, there's, there's passion behind it, so they actually care about what they put out into the world, how they present their music, and how they make it look. As opposed, like I'm just trying to make money, get a bag real quick. So here's some shit. spans are shorter, so it is like a, I don't know, maybe people just not making music that people can digest right now. Mm-hmm. Actually, so that's that's a good segue to this next topic. So Joey Badass dropped a new song this week called Passports and Suitcases. Now he dropped a snippet a couple of days before he released it. And when it made it to Twitter, a lot of people had mixed feelings about it. So some people were saying the song was not good. And then the other people were saying, you just don't want him to change his sound. You want him to be the 1999, 16-, 17-year-old kid still that makes boom bap songs. And I don't think it had to be that way. I don't think people were complaining about Joey Badass changing his sound because I don't mind it. He's done it before. I just don't think the song lived up to, like, what he can do potentially. Like, I think he can do that melodic R&B bag to a good, uh, a high-quality level. He, that just wasn't it. But at the same time, like, when I started thinking about that and I started looking at his discography as a whole, it just kind of felt slightly underwhelming to me as a listener because I like all his albums. I like Before the Money, I like All American Badass, and I like 2000. But it just seems like the mark was just slightly missed in his potential. As a musician, now he has success commercially that he is that he definitely deserves. All his success in acting, he deserves all of that. So I'm not trying to sound like a hater, like I don't like his music. I do like it, but when I look at it from what was expected to what he actually has done at this point, it just feels like the mark was slightly off. I don't listen to Joy Badass, so <laughs> never. That shit is ass to me, bro. N- what? I'm sorry. Ass? That's, that's why. I, I hit the group chat and I said, I'm just going to wait. So you never had like any <sighs> Joey Badass phase at any point? No. I, I like, so. 9, 5, 2, infinity, infinity times. Nah. Uh, <laughs> do y'all know phony people? Yeah. Yeah. So phony people were rocking at the same time that, uh, what is what's the other uh, pro era? Yeah. Uh, and I just gravitated to phony people more. And that was like what I was fucking with out of New York at the time. Mm-hmm. So I never got that whole uh, 99 or uh, 1999. And when that when that shit was going down, I would listen to it and I'd be like, 
This sounds nothing like what I'm listening to, like, but not in a good way. It was like, I'm okay. I never, I'm cool. I like uh, Before the Money. Before the Money? Yeah. yeah. That was a great one. But see, Art, this was, a, this was another beef of mine with the whole song and the discourse around it. Yeah. So Joey Badass chimed in. He was like, I'm good to see y'all still talk about my music. I'm just going to make whatever I want, though, regardless. And when he put out All American Badass, he had to really go against his fan base because they didn't like that sound because it wasn't what they wanted. But he had to let them know, like, I'm not just a boom bap rapper. And I'm That's not which one I meant. I meant the All American Badass. Okay. Yeah. Not where he's at the car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that he was, one. He that was one. letting them know, like, I want to do more as an artist besides boom bap. Yeah. That's not just who I am. And I was like, I get it because I like that album a lot. So I fucked with it. And then he took a five-year hiatus, and when he comes back, he drops another boom bap album. And so it's like you want to be more, but you don't really offer us a whole lot to judge from. So when you do step outside the box, it's kind of a hard turn, for one. And two, it's never like that great of a shift. Like you were telling me, you didn't really like the Show Me song from 2000. The yeah. one that has girl, I love, bo- I like boys, or Wait. Show Me How. What? Yeah. What did you say? It's the, he's saying it was sampled by Men I Trust. Men That's I Trust, what, yeah. what he was trying to say. Yeah. I like boys. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't know what the fuck the yeah. band was called. I don't listen to the band. But I, I like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I prefer the original, but it's like, uh, I think I think we just had expectations for, uh, you know, Joey Badass mm-hmm. type shit. What are the, yeah, what are the expectations? Because uh, at the time. It's, it's the same as, like, his fan base. Like, you just expect him to keep being, like, the conscious boom bap hip hop rapper. But I I think we do that uh, often with artists is like our per- we narrow them to our perspective or what we are used to. So yeah, it's like I but it's the same with him acting. Like I think he's doing great as an actor, and I think this is a a great pivot for his career too to focus on more melodic shit. And like his fan base is probably gonna be largely women type yeah. shit. So it's like he can still make that music. Especially because he probably spent five years in that space where he was just with his woman, his child type shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, art should reflect life. And I think, yeah, the 2000s album came out too late. Yeah. Or like, uh, but I don't know. It's still a good project. He got a Larry June feature on there. and yeah. It's like it's a I, solid album, but it's just not. Yeah. <laughs> That's a crazy one. Hey, dog, we can't hear you. My bad. No, nah, no, nah, like, literally, because we don't have a mic. Yeah. So, like, it would just be quiet on the audio. My bad. But, <laughs> like, because, no, nah, because like, on the audio, it would just be us, like, silence out of nowhere. That's facts. And, like, no, what was yeah. you about to ask, Dumps? No, no, I was going to say, like, you like the audio. Come over. I was going to say, I think it's the fans. Hold on, hold on. Chris Dumps, everybody. <laughs> Now I think what you said makes sense. Like the fans uh, also like put up a thing around him because he was kind of painted like like gonna be the New York Kendrick or something, the savior. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he was kind of painted like, oh, this is gonna be the guy on the on the East Coast that's almost kind of doing what Kendrick's doing. Is like he's gonna bring this sound back and be this popular thing like where he's being conscious. He's the new Nas. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how he's painted. So what you're saying makes sense too. I think that that had to do a lot with like how his career ended up playing out, just the way fans already viewed him at the beginning. Definitely. I'm, me and River was talking about it in the car, too. He did also lose his friend in the middle of his, like, rap career. So, like, let's not forget what, you know, these are real people. So you got to yeah. take that in consideration. Like, it might be hard to continue to rap the same after that. So I feel that. Yeah. And he hasn't had a bad career by any means. Like, he's had great success that I'm happy for. Like, I don't feel no way about it. I didn't hate Devastated when it came out. I thought it was a cool song. Yeah, I like that song. Yeah, so, like, I, I like his success. I just, there's just, I feel like I was just expecting more. Because when I look at that whole Beast Coast movement, ASAP movement that was happening in New York during that time, it kind of just all fell flat. In, I've, in a grand scheme, bigger picture looking way of New York. It's still, it's tapering kind of off. Like, I... Uh, Joey? Who knows? Does Joey Badass live in New York? Question mark. I, I appreciate sure it in the comments. But <laughs> let us know in the comments. I don't, I don't know. That shit is. Uh, I I don't have no expectations for rappers no more. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, what is potential in terms of rap? Like, what are the upper echelons? If we were to rewind this back to 2011, mm-hmm. right? 
what would you would you guess that Joey Badass went down this career line? Oh, in 2011, uh, I guess it'd be kind of expected in 2011 because if you look at it if you look at his discography as a whole he's put out what five projects total like two mixtapes summer nights in 1999 yeah before the money all american badass in 2000 so it's expected it, yeah so because it but that's the whole problem is it is what people expected but now they expect because people are like oh he doing this r&b shit and it's a problem with that so yeah, That's that would have like, been that would have not been well received like in 2011. Yeah, if he tried to do what he's doing now, then, but he put out like what four boom bap albums? Um, something like 2099, that. 1999, is Summer Nights a boom bap album? Yeah. Okay, so that's four boom bap albums. So that's pretty on par, I think, what people expected from in 2011. I just think the quality, I was expecting the quality to be a little bit higher, and maybe a little bit more musical output, but that's really. You can't really force an artist to put out music, yeah. Until they're ready, so it's just I just I guess I keep just acting, more. Joey Badass. Yeah, keep making music that you like. Nah, that's not keep acting, that's, Joey Badass. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to hear that I'm music saying, shit no more. Yeah, don't feel boxed by the expectation of the fans, and obviously from his response to Twitter, he not. So it's like, yeah, I respect that, and yeah, at the end of the day, all it is is. Opinion, yeah, like preference. like I said, but I like Joey Badass's music. I don't hate it. I, I'm, it just I feels feel like it's a slightly. A I kind of feel the same way with like Rocky. I be feeling like the buildup for his album is about to be like crazy, and then some of the albums just be kind of they be good, but it's not like great. It's not to the grandeur of like the robot. Yeah, but that's also him expanding. Like his space, he, I think he better on the creative side. Do y'all think that Jay Z has anything to do with this? With as to not embracing New York artists, uh, he tried to he, sign Joey Badass. He did, yeah. He tried that, to sign the Rock Nation. His his career could have been different if he signed Rock Nation, but that's like a lot of what ifs. Like I don't know how that affects anything or changes anything really. That's that's too much. Uh, what about with Rocky? Specu speculation. I don't uh, think it would made sense for Rocky to link up with Jay Z on no, a legal standpoint. Just Rocky embracing. No, just embracing. I don't think Rocky ever needed that whole embrace because that's not Rocky's lane, so to say. Mm. I think it's, it it probably meant more from a musical standpoint for Rocky to be embraced by like guys like Juicy J and Bun B because those I, are more his influences, inspirations musically. The fashion industry embraced him, so that was yeah. like that's the only embrace that he really needed. Yeah, I th I think that was enough for him. Whereas like it, it'd be different if like. Joey, like when Jay Z embraced Joey Badass, like that meant a lot. And and when you got like a Yams in your corner, someone that's kind of just connected to everybody and knows how to maneuver, it's like you don't really need nobody. Like you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign the whole. We got Yams on our team. Like he gonna get us where we need to go. So it's like that. That's another uh, loss that could tremendously affect somebody. So that's depending how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah. But all in all, I try and take these things in consideration when I judge these people's music. Yeah. And like I said, we don't hate Joey Bass's music. We like it. I just felt like it was a little underwhelming. Because when I listen to his whole body of music, I just feel like I need a little bit more pause musically. That was an odd time for a pause. <laughs> you could you could you could have paused when you said you like men. What was yo, yo, earlier? Yo, men I trust. Oh, the band <laughs> with the lead woman vocalist. Men that he likes. Pardon me. Right, I didn't. Man, listen, I was in that range somewhere. <laughs> I like boys. Like yo, so what the hell happened here? Like if you took that clip out of context, it's fucking crazy. This nigga said he likes boys. Um, no, the group is called Men I Trust. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how about some Drake talk? Drake talk? Yeah. The, you what seen about, the shit with Yaz and Bay? He, so, he was saying Drake is not hip-hop. He said it's uh, the Drake's kind of music that you would hear while you're shopping. At a Target. In Houston. That nigga's got a skewed perspective of what hip-hop is. Okay, so so if you just take that part, I get with, like why people are up in arms about what he said, but I also understand what Yasin is saying as well. Yasin? Yes. Yasin Bay? Yes. Most Def. A.K.A. Most Def. Anyway, so, so I feel like he looks at hip hop as rebellion music, as uh, this is gonna sound crazy, not tribal, but like as a a tool to express oneself and you know mm -hmm. like to get 
break barriers to connect people, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and Drake's music is not that. Drake's music is not rebellion. Drake's it's music too, is the machine. It's the current, you know? It's mm-hmm. like pop music. It's pop music. Yeah. So, uh, and so we're not going to act like hip hop doesn't, isn't pop music, though. It's not. Like, oh, no, I'm not bad. It is. And yeah. it's been that way since 2018 when it became the number one genre. Like yeah. Once hip hop became the number one genre in the world, like it became pop music. Yeah. Because uh, pop music is popular music. And Drake has been a pop artist since Views. Because that's when he really tuned up the commercial. I mean, he's been a pop artist since he was popping. Yeah. Like, I just think. Because, like, what, the 2000s, this is like peak Wayne era, peak Young Money era. So hip hop is like the pop, is pop music. So. That's not his fault. He was Drake was definitely still barring out, and he yeah. was closer to his like hip hop roots at that that time. But yeah, Drake is a pop artist now. So yeah. Yazin Bay is kind of just throwing shade a little bit towards Drake. I think more so his beef with Drake and how he views his music just comes from just how it's all just like consumer driven of terms of like like he said like what else do you offer your fans besides them getting to wave the pom-poms for you. Anita Maxween. You know, like, what what message, like, are you giving your fans that they can not only, like, buy into and latch onto and, like, apply to their own selves, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what are you offering them besides, like, how great you are as an artist and all these nice things you have? And, you know, like you said, Mo's death comes from a time where He's he a was purist. on the underground label. He was a purist. You know, he was one of those, like, we're raging against the machine kind of artists. Like, we're bringing down the system. So, in his eyes, Drake is the system. And that's why he says it feels like I'm shopping in Target when I hear Drake's music. Because I'm just getting brands and products thrown at me via Drake. As opposed to a message or... That's my phone. I, I can relate to that in a sense of like... Like... Wait, what? He was like, yeah, why, why you do this to me? Like, Oh, yeah, like, why you ask knew, this? Like, like, you know what you're doing. His opinion was going to be controversial just yeah. because it's just... What's in? It's a popular sound. Yeah, and it's like you yeah, guys hear Drake, Drake everywhere you go. Like that's how big Drake is. Like no matter how quality of a song Drake puts out, it's still gonna get played on the radio the next day. I think the rebellion is like uh, if changing the sound. I think that's why people love Ye so much is that he don't go with the current. He just try something completely different. Or even Travis Scott is someone who's like I'm gonna just completely try and flip this or and make something. Cardi. Yeah, Cardi. It, he they be sending that shit, but Cardi is kind of like popular music too now. Yeah, like his cult movement is so big that it's, it's pretty much pop music by how strong and demand it is. I don't think Cardi's there yet. I think he's. I, I think he's like the ostrich to hip hop for hip hop. I don't think that I see like a, a mother putting on a Drake song before a Cardi song. Oh yeah, definitely. Or a grandmother knowing who Drake is before Cardi. Oh yeah, definitely. Even. The look of them, but you gotta understand, like Cardi's only been like quote unquote mainstream. His his because I don't uh, think he's mainstream though, Joe. What was it? Whole lot of red went was number one in twenty on Christmas Day of twenty twenty. But I don't think that's mainstream though. A number one album isn't mainstream. I think Drake is mainstream, bro. Yeah, Drake is mainstream. That's a number one at a drop though too. I mean, you know what I'm saying? What you gotta talk about? What else dropped at that time too though? I mean, it's pretty risky to drop on Christmas Day or like in December. Yeah, and if you and if you drop when nobody else is dropping, you have a higher chance of having a a number one album, especially with a fan base like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But I guess saying Cardi is pop music is a stretch. Drake is like true pop because it's like uh, if Drake is the standard, bro. For the radio, Kid Cudi because it reminds you of aging. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That was crazy. That's Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> Joey Badass is just turned 29. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we can relax on the aging word. No, I'm saying, does it remind you of your own <laughs> mortality? Not at all. Because when you think of them being in their prime, it's, it's decade, a decade ago. <laughs> can you ask that question again? Uh, t- I can try. I don't uh, All right, so you said the decline of Joey Badass. It's does, the decline of artists like Joey Badass. Does, yeah. Does the decline of artists like Cuddy or like Joey Badass remind you <laughs> of your own mortality and your aging? Nah, I because never. It, because <laughs> like their you know debuts and their big hits are like going on ten years. 
That is kind of wild. Yeah. What was it? I just yeah, I sent you a list. I showed you that list of all the albums that were turned to ten this year, right? It's a lot. Like days before rodeo turns ten this year. Yeah. That that didn't make me feel good. That wasn't fun looking at. Cause I remember <laughs> like that day of if they came out. Is that why you defend them so hard? Defend them? Yeah, like Cuddy. Just cause I was there. I mean, it has a play because, like, you know, if you were there to understand the the cultural impact a Man on the Moon one had on just the music landscape, you know how big of a deal it was. Like, why it was so impactful, or like, why it's great to you. Sound like an old nigga. You better hope you make it this old dog. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Got five. You better hope you make it. Well, I got four now. Aha! You getting old? See, got, you're yeah. already there now. Once you hit over 25, you practically 30. At four that point. kids. My uh, my age sounding serious nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> they mean business. I think my back. I think it don't be working like it be working. about to hit you up some music. No cap. Music is always gonna evolve and change faster than we'll be able to like change our perspective or adapt our perspective to it. So like, most people listen to the same albums or same music, and they don't ever, they ears don't ever change or go grow with music. So like. Do you think that comes from, like, just being consumers or not wanting to consume more? Because I feel like uh, somebody who makes music is constantly hearing new sounds, so they'd be more likely to be open to new sounds. I think, um, I think that's part of it. Yeah, like being a consumer, you have like limited understanding, or you only know what you are told Literally. or what you choose to consume. But because we have more access, and I I think a lot of people in our generation are able to you know find new shit or kind of grow with music, like we've all we've been able to have more insight on, you know, shit that we got going on because of the internet. Whereas like in the '90s, you just only heard that shit, and then you heard the, you know, the backstories of shit later. Like the whole shit with uh. Damn, what's that, Pete, the Method Man and uh, Mary J. Blige shit? Oh, I did. Yeah, like how Diddy kind of finessed that A&R bag off of, oh, girl, I can't remember her name, but I, I seen it in the uh, Women in Hip Hop documentary that was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But shit like that, that kind of changes that, you know, the energy of that song. Or yeah. Like, that. like you put the Biggie sample over it now? Yeah. Soften you it know up what a little saying? bit. Like, you talking about the One More Chance record? No, the All I Need. Okay. You're all I need to get by. But oh, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was A&R by a woman, but Diddy took, like, the credit Because Diddy for did it. the remix. And that's what won a Grammy. Yeah, and it was like, all, but none of it wouldn't have happened if she didn't have that idea of, like, hey, we should do this, really. Mm-hmm. That kind Type of shit. shit. Mm. What's the next topic, Joe? I digress. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else is the next topic? What else we got to talk about? Uh, how, how do y'all feel about the Ari Lennox situation? What she was so Ari Lennox was on tour with Rod Wave. She opened up for Rod Wave, and she pretty much said that opening up for Rod Wave and dealing with that audience night in and night out was just pretty much like torment for her because they just didn't treat her nicely. Yeah, that's weird. How did that even happen? That's I don't know. Like when I saw that lineup, where I saw he, she was opening for Rod Wave, it confused me as well because that just didn't seem like hey, her audience. Ari, that's that. your management. Talk to them. Like yeah. Why they do? Why? Now, why was that even a thing? I will say because Rico Nasty had the same problem when she was on tour with Playboy Cardi. Yeah. And that, that like, you know, it, but I feel like those kind of blend. It makes more sense for her and Cardi. I think that crowd, Cardi's Ari Lennox and uh, Rod Wave don't make sense. It doesn't because that's not even the same vibe nor the same crowd. But I think as a, if I was a consumer, I'd be happy to see Ari Lennox while I'm going to see Rod Wave. Like that's a cool one-two punch as a consumer. But I guess the crowd didn't fuck with her a lot, so they just pretty much jeered her and booed her and just did, didn't mean shit to her while she was on tour. Rod Wave, they, the fans, I can only assume, the, in my head, Rod, oh, typical Rod Wave fan, like you just pluck one out of the crowd, is like the thuggish nigga who don't want to act thuggish, but he can cry a little bit to Rod Wave. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. That's how I look at, typically all them niggas, like niggas who are too scared of therapy that will rather roll up a wood and listen to Rod Wave. <laughs> Yo, that's super sad. Hot box of wood. <laughs> that hot, sounded super sad. Hot box of wood. Damn. Ooh, hot box of wood? Oh, yeah. my gosh. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. 
yeah, the in smallest the room still they got in the house. Mama. Yeah. No, that's that's, that's crazy. Hey, y'all, yeah, that's let's, let's I relax. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. Start getting personal. Sorry, yeah. sorry, right away. It's like I'm describing a nigga. Like, right? Yeah. Somebody very specific. Like, all right, dog. Like, let's not cause any beef on the pod. Fuck you, Malcolm. No. Yeah. But See, he, he now I will say, like, I don't think it's okay for art for audiences just just to be mean to artists just because. Now, Even I, I do opener? believe that sometimes we do need to boo some motherfuckers so they can get their shit together. Cause I think, not Ari Lennox. Though. Not Ari Lennox, though. No. I think that's just bad placement. That's not. Yeah. That's like. And, that's to be expected. I think it was a miscommunication. They were reading Y'all the both numbers singers, wrong. and yeah. they was just like, "Fuck you, put them on the bill." Yeah. Rod Wave sing too, and Rod Wave was doing stadium or arenas, like they were doing big, T-Mobile center size motherfucking places. So they weren't doing like theaters and they were doing numbers. So it was a nice look for her. If she how many niggas was on that ticket? I only knew of her. I remember he came to KC with uh, Moneybag Yo and all them other niggas. Yeah. That, that was make, a part that of make that more tour. sense. That was on that tour too? Yeah. Because okay. Ari was here with them. Okay, so that might have been the same thing. It was tour. like Ari and then just Helen, like five other niggas. Yes. Yeah, bro, she was set up for failure. Literally, bro. She was really set up for failure on that one. But I if think. If anything, it should be like, uh, what was that one dude, The Box? Roddy Rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Actually, it's funny though, because. Listen to her. Box, man. Listening to her talk about her experience on tour, it kind of reminds me of a conversation I had with Ty Faison from Black Star Kids about their experience opening up for 1975, because he got to perform at Madison Square Garden on that tour. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Yo, dog, how was performing at MSG? MSG?" And he said, "Honestly, like, it wasn't that cool because the crowd wasn't into it. Mm. So there's some t- when you're opening up, obviously everybody's there to see the headliner. So yeah. as an opener." You may get good crowd interaction. You may get nothing from them. And if you get nothing from them, that 30 minutes is going to feel like a long set. But that's just also part of the job. Like, if you're opening up for somebody, you got to understand, like, they're not here to see you. Now, how they react should have a little more decorum. Now, if you're on stage just shitting the bed, yeah, they should boo you. But if you're up there doing your thing, like Arnie Lynx does her thing, I don't think you should just, like, completely boo her off stage because it's not what you want to hear. What about local acts? Is it okay to ever boo a local act off stage? If they're uh, trash, yes. But, like, I haven't – now, granted, I haven't seen too many of our local artists open up outside of a Sean for Schoolboy um, Q. And that um, was great. Not, I'm look, not talking about oh, openers. Oh, oh, so I'm I'll talking about just performing. I don't think it's okay to boo. Oh, booing is, like, going out the way to be, like, you ass. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you could just be quiet. Or, like – if if I don't really like your music, or I don't want to hear, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go just sit down. Like I'm not. You know, <laughs> I'm not nah, real, real. That's not to say every time that I'm sitting down that I don't like your music or something like that. But it's like you gotta understand, you can't control people, and like you, you can only control your performance. What it's if facts. a nigga so go show out? Like, what if a nigga forget his lyrics? Ooh. is it okay to what? What do you? How do you respond to I that? Mean, are you I, just quiet? I encourage my friends because I got friends that's like rappers. You know? Yeah. So, but he's connected. At the end, of, at the end of the day, though, like that's like you can't be doing that. Like you here for one thing is to right. perform. So your song, and you shouldn't forget your you song. You want to speak on this a little bit, Doms? Uh, so, so bring him into the camera. So, so Doms is an artist, Chris Doms, my roommate, but also an artist. You know what I'm saying? Guest on the pod. We've done a few productions with him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, Doms, as a performer, have you ever forgotten your lyrics to your songs? Yes, absolutely. And this is how I feel about it. I feel like you are not not owed a boo. If you, so I haven't been, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been booed if I've ever forgotten my lyrics. But here's the thing, too. One, if you're a, a, a artist who's been doing this for a while, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how to kind of roll out of that. Hopefully, if you don't know, then, you know what I'm saying, work on that shit. Because, you know, you're human. You might forget something every once in a while. But like Alex said, you shouldn't be doing that shit on a regular basis. But if you do, you know what I'm saying, the crowd don't owe you shit at all. Like, they can boo you, and that's owed because if they paid for a ticket to get in this motherfucker, you owe them a show. So they oh, they can get, whatever they give you in return is that's on them and and on you and you got to take that with a grain of salt. But also it's dope if a crowd does you know what I'm saying fuck with you and they and they like kind of support you and they're like you know what I'm saying because I've been at crowds where I was testing songs out or I I didn't have all the, the lyrics memorized I knew that but it was like an open mic or something but people would just you know they'll rally behind you they'll be like hey hey and you know you you get into it but honest to God crowds don't owe you shit so. Come prepared. You should come like you love this shit. If 
you love this music, come and show, like, show everybody that you love it. Like, you put time into it. That's all. But when I come, I always show that I love this shit, so. Pause. No, for real. <laughs> I, I know. That's hey, why drop we a, had to pause. Hey, drop a bomb from Andre. Yeah. <laughs> he show up. You know, he yeah. show up. Yeah, we love that shit. When I'm coming, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we should. Uh, what we, we on? Get, what we doing? Before we get a little too freaky man in here, <laughs> we need to, I think we need to wrap this up. We oh, rapping? Wow. <laughs> wow. No, yeah. pun in, no pun intended. But, hey, if you out there being promiscuous and sexy and shit like that, Wrap it up. Wrap you, Willie. Gotta have a... And y'all y'all know y'all not fit to have kids right now. So Let's be real. Come on. Most of y'all shouldn't have kids. Save us. But that's really another discussion for another pod. On yeah. someone else's pod, not this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything you want to say to your girl, Andre, before we, we log off? She knows what's up. Cool. I'll make a clip of that. Yeah. Cool. Let's All right, go. y'all. Well, that's the first pod of 2024, the Yada Yada Podcast. Yeah. We talked about a lot. We did. It was a good pod. It was. We did. We got some shit off. Another one in the tuck, fellas. Another one in the tuck. More to come. It's going to be a great year, fellas. Hell yeah. To the top. Pause. You don't got to pause. Well, now he did explosion, so that's a pause. I'm Joe Cornejo. And I'm Alex. Andre Noso. We're the Yada Yada Podcast. Until next time, we out, motherfuckers. Love.